Welcome to the Rebel Entrepreneur Podcast. I have a lot to talk to you about before we get involved in this episode. Firstly, this is not our usual type of guest. This episode is something a little bit different, but I always think it's good to get different perspectives on the show. And today's guest is JT Fox, the self-proclaimed world's number one wealth coach. So he is going to be sharing his ideas, his thoughts, and some of them don't necessarily fit with the traditional rebel business school message that you've been hearing from me. But I think it's important to see different perspectives and different angles. But before we get into the episode, I have a very special invite for you. Ladies and gentlemen, listeners of the Rebel Entrepreneur podcast, you are invited cordially to a royal rebel reception. Yes, you heard that right. I am inviting you to a Royal Rebel reception. Uh, the Rebel Business School has won a Queen's Award. Yes, that is an award from the actual Queen of England, which is just unbelievable to think that the business has won that award. And I couldn't believe it on the day we got the email. Uh, we got this email through Congratulations on winning a Queen's Award for Enterprise Promoting Opportunity 2021. It says, I am delighted to inform you that Her Majesty the Queen has approved the Prime Minister's recommendation that your company should receive a Queen's Award for Enterprise in the Promoting Opportunity category. It's still surreal to me, still absolutely surreal to me. Last week, Simon went to a royal reception where there was Prince Charles and he was eating a lot of chocolates. And then this week coming on this Thursday, we're actually being presented the award. So on Thursday, November the 25th, 2021, we'll be holding the Rebels Royal Reception, which we're going to broadcast live on Facebook to a global audience. And the Queen's Award will be given to us by Miss Roxanne Zand, the representative deputy lieutenant for Camden, which is really fascinating. So you can join us live on Facebook. You can come along. The actual ceremony will be about 20 minutes. I think Miss Zand is going to say some words. Simon, my business partner, I get to say something too. Uh, they're actually Zooming me in live because I'll be in Canada. I won't actually be in London at the party. They're doing it without me. Can you believe it? Simon, boo. But I'm zooming in live to say a few words. And then afterwards, for all the people who've tuned in, I've been developing a new presentation for you all. So what I've planned to do is, it's a rubbish title, but bear with me. What I've learned from traveling the world and helping entrepreneurs. And what I want to share with you is the things that I've learned about entrepreneurship around the world that will apply to all of you mistakes people made, ideas that work, ways things work. And I want to share something of true value with you. So if you want to tune in, it'll be on Thursday night, UK time, Thursday the 25th. It'll be on Facebook Live. You can find it on our Facebook page. Just search the Rebel School or the Rebel Business School. Uh, there is a New Zealand page, but it will be actually on the sort of main Rebel Business School page, and you'll find it there. Or, you know, find us on LinkedIn. Find me, search for me. I'm going to put it on my Facebook. I'm going to put it on my LinkedIn so you can find me. But it would be really cool if you came and joined us for our Royal Rebel Reception. You are cordially 
invited. Anyway, enough of that. Let's get into the episode, which is going to be very fascinating. So please join me as I talk to the world's number one wealth coach, JT Fox. The extraordinary belongs to those that create it. Rebelling against business plans and debt, rebelling against what society expects of us to build cool businesses, make money, have fun and do good. Let's create something extraordinary together. Welcome to The Rebel Entrepreneur. So this week on The Rebel Entrepreneur, I have with me the world's number one wealth coach, JT Fox. Welcome to the show, JT. How are you? How are you? I'm actually the former world's number one wealth and business coach. Interestingly enough, on Saturday, I announced my retirement oh, from wow. this industry. I have over 50 companies and brands and I have private equity because I think that there's a lot of people in this industry it's become nasty. The online, the promises, make 1 million, make 10 million. It's just become a very dirty business. And it's become a get rich quick, which is not what I'm about. You know, it's just, I think I'm going to keep my core clients, but I'm going to focus on doing what is it that I've been doing. Like I, I own a lot of companies. I do a lot of real estate deals. I buy companies, but I was known as the world's number one wealth and business coach. So I want to be known as that as doing the entrepreneur, doing the business, doing the, the stuff your audience is doing, not knowing as a coach per se. And it's really disturbing. And I, I'm, I'm sure you feel the same way because we all get lumped into that box. And I'm totally not get rich quick. I tell people it's not easy. And especially a lot of people in your audience are starting with nothing. It's even harder. It's not impossible by any means because I started with nothing. But it doesn't feel good. You know, there, there was a sense of, Everyone's just competing and making up a thing higher and higher, exaggerating more and more and more how much they're making, what they're doing. Now you have people that are falsifying records of how much they make and photoshopping it. Then you have channels on YouTube dedicated to going after these guys. It's just become, it used to be like, I'm a coach, you know, and uh, I'm a speaker. And now it's just like, I mean, even the big names, I mean, I, I fit in the A-listers, so felt, you know, other A-listers. I'm like, why are you hawking this product? It doesn't work. So now I'm just known as a serial entrepreneur, investor in properties and companies. And it took a load off. Like it, you know, it feels a lot better, you know, after you've done this in 54 different countries and you have clients in over a hundred, uh, I'm still going to continue. It's just in a very different capacity. You know, you're in the same space as me, but you, you're on the other side. You're in the other wing. Like I'm in the <laughs> west wing and the east wing. I think it looks better in the East Wing than it does in the West Wing right now. Come over and hang out. Come to a workshop. We'll help a bunch of people start businesses. Yeah, but I was not expecting you to start that way. I love that. And actually, one of the questions I wanted to ask you, because I am in total agreement with you, the world of personal development, self-development and wealth creation has become very scuzzy with a bunch of get-rich-quick schemes and scams and all sorts of stuff. How do you tell the difference? Because we get lots of people come to our workshops who want to invest money and spend money on their education and get coaches, but it's nerve wracking spending that money because you're like, who do I spend it with? Who do I trust? Having been in the industry, how do you tell? Well, you know, I was the number one platform sales speaker before the coronavirus shut down on stage. So you have to know sales. I mean, you could be a great speaker. I mean, someone go up there and give great content, it doesn't mean they're going to convert. So traditionally, the best salesmen always win because they can sell anything. But when you can sell and have substance, meaning, you know, here's what I've done, here's what I've accomplished, and you have the backing of endorsement of real entrepreneurs, of real people, 
like now, like I'm a big proponent of celebrity. You know, I, I pretty much created the whole celebrity, get celebrity thing. You know, I've had over a hundred celebrities, Pacino, Stallone, Schwarzenegger, you know, I've met Richard Branson and Lord Sugar, Jim Khan in the UK, like everybody. And I met Simon Cowell, but there's now people that'll pay $300 on Cameo and get an endorsement and say, look, I got endorsed by a celebrity. That's not real. So I think as branding is very important, which I'm the first one to say, because you got to stand out, but people are, for example, you know, they'll buy themselves into like a coaching council. I won't name them, which name, but you know what I'm talking about, you know, and then congratulate themselves. Yay. I'm so proud. I am now on this special. I've been nominated. No, you gave five grand, you know, and maybe in a way, I mean, that I contribute to some of that branding part. There's very easy to be number one on Amazon if you know the formula, right? And you could do it with very little money. Like for less than 100 pounds, you could be number one on Amazon. But on the flip side, before that, there were people who were spending about 300,000 pounds to be a New York Times bestseller or Sunday Times bestseller, right? And we know people who did that before. So when people hack the system, I don't find that bad. I just find it bad when it's done in a very unethical. And I think the line between ethical and unethical, it has now been blurred. And people are just pushing low and sending a message to people like your audience that this is what I need, like the cars, the rented and all that, or, or like, you know, be an e-commerce specialist. Like you haven't accomplished anything. Why are you going to buy a program and be an e-commerce specialist? Like I don't understand. Or I want to be a speaker. I've never accomplished anything. Well, why would I hear you speak? So here's the quickest way. It's all about results. And right now, to be honest, it's going to be hard to distinguish themselves. Like I've done a lot of business. I interviewed you for my show. I can tell the type of individual you are. I'm good with that understanding authenticity, but a lot of people it's hard. So how do you know you don't? So on one hand, you could think everybody's a scam and do nothing and then trust everybody and get burned. So I think I'd say who's been there a long time. I think that people have been around a long time, but then again, there are people that are lost. So been there a long time that never adapted old school. So it's really hard. It's a very hard question. And I think it's like right and wrong. Now there is no right and wrong. It's all great. And it's a, it's a line. And one day regulators, I mean, in the UK, you guys like, you got, you know, Schaff versus Samuel Leeds. And then you got, you know, he puts something out and then he puts in, but then on one hand, he's growing his YouTube channel. So people say you're using that, but then he's calling them out. But then like, it's so, and then there are groups attacking. It's like, and I'm in America. We all know about this. So it's just, you see what I mean? Like, it's hard to tune out the noise. And I think we've become a YouTube culture and in a way a podcast culture, you know, people can listen to our podcast yours, mine, whatever. And if they just keep jumping to the next one, I don't do anything. And I could tell you, there is no systems that gets anybody rich. There is no system to be very clear. It takes skills, right? So first you got to learn. Number two, you got to learn how to retain that information. And what do I mean by that? Too many people will be like, wow, that was good. And then they forget what they learned the next day. So what's the point? Three, you got to learn how to kind of like, you know, prepare it, practice it. Then you got to visualize it. Then you got to master and then you got to dominate. That's the process. So don't read, like, don't listen to this podcast one time, move on to the next one, because you'll forget what even I said. Listen to this 10 times. That's the secret we're not telling. Like, we were like a, uh, a generation of, like, we were talking about drive throughs like, in and out quick, right? Now it's micro, right? Next podcast. And people keep listening to a lot of interviews with people, and that's fantastic. But if they don't do the work, it doesn't make anything. So I, I, it's just a very weird world right now. Yes. And you I remember one of our podcast episodes, the very first one was five ways to build a business with no money to help people get going who don't have the cash to invest or without going into debt. And 
I am amazed at the number of people who've listened to that and then said, yeah, yeah, but tell me how to get a loan. Yeah, yeah, but tell me how to get investment. Why do you think people want to shortcut the process? Stay on TV, the cars, the planes, the the culture that's been, not everyone's done. Here's the thing, being an entrepreneur is cool, but behind the scenes, it's not cool. It's a lot of work, a lot of sacrifice, and the rewards are phenomenal. Freedom, financial freedom. But if you really take a look at it, there's a whole movement that's going like, save your way to wealth, almost like kind of like David Bach, who I'm sure you know. The automatic millionaire. Automatic millionaire was like, save your way to millions, which that was like hot, like 12, 15 years ago. And then that went away and you had a whole new generation. Then you had the Kiyosaki generation that came by. And now like he's promoting things about how to make $50,000, like how to make five figures a day And, and like. Because he probably feels because he he was like the original that kind of set the foundation of the generation I came in as a speaker, right? He was the big, big name in terms of the building business, real estate. And now he's probably been blown by so many of these internet marketers who, by the way, if you're a good marketer, you make a lot of money, which I think that's sales and marketing are two of the most important skills of people watching this. If you can sell, you can market, you can start any business, you create your own economy and also you can get any job. But now you're finding a lot of these old school people who are stuck having to jump on this bandwagon and like either partnering with these people or over promising because they're just so good at generating. But what people don't understand is some of these people are spending eighty, ninety thousand dollars a month on YouTube, a hundred thousand dollars. It's a lot of money. Yes, it's an unbelievable amount of money. So one of the things you said there really resonates with me, which if you can learn how to sell and learn how to market, you'll be able to build a business or get the job you want. Those are two of the most important skills. If you were advising someone who was new into business, maybe they've left employment, maybe they're searching for their first thing. How do you learn sales and marketing? Like, where do you even start, JT? Well, I think sales, number one, you could practice. I mean, the practice, you know, I just drank my drink juice, but I'd be like, okay, sell me why I should drink this, right? I'd be like, all right, here's the thing. You can have all the money in the world, but if you don't have your health, it doesn't matter. Now, this juice it's a super green juice, okay? It's got apple, celery, lemon, spinach, and kale. It's got no sugar. It's freshly farmed and local as well. And it's got a lot of vitamins A, C, and K. That's right. You don't know what K is. I don't even know what K is. But if it's on there, it must be successful. <laughs> but the point is, drink one of these away, and you're most likely going to keep the doctor away. If you drink a soda, it's killing you on the inside. This is your fuel. And if every single day you take elements, and when we talk about element, it's press, element press, because it's taking everything that's good and just putting it into one little container. Now, yes, $7, five pounds, expensive. But over the time period, your health, your energy, how much money you're going to be costing you. So what are you going to be dealing with your health? This is actually saving you money. And it's giving you that refreshment. This is like your caffeine. This is not artificial. This is the way God intended. Life's natural organic inside your body you put clean things inside your body and your head that's how you succeed you start putting negative and fake and toxins you're basically creating your own inner cancer that's why you got to drink this i want one (laughs) so how do you practice how do you develop that skill where you can pick up a product riff and start to sell it to someone well first of all number one you always have to figure out the end result right with end result is okay it's green juice right and 
most people are not drinking green juice. And if they are, it's not consistent. So you know that. A, because it's expensive. So that's one of the biggest objections. B, it's probably more convenient. And then if you do it yourself, you know as well as I know, you take the machine, you buy the machine, you do it, you do it three, four times, and then it takes too much time to clean, and then you don't do it anymore, you don't have time doing it. And also you figure out what is the end result? Healthy, organic, this keeps going to keep the doctor away, it's going to give you the energy. And then you go over all the negatives that they're probably doing. They're drinking a lot of caffeine, they're probably eating, you know, drinking soda or any of those things. And the idea is, I always tell people, sales is about pitch, sell, why. You want to pitch the why, sell the what, and close the how. So you pitch the why. How can you see the product using this? It's kind of like what I call the imagine clothes. Imagine having this every single morning. It's the first thing you drink and instantly. It's like that putting something natural inside you, right? Like every vitamin you need, vegetables. This gives you that just refreshing first thing in the morning rather than taking the coffee, which then goes and gets our energy the way it is. You know, then you got to say, okay, what is it? Like, okay, it's a green juice. And the how is that, how is this going to benefit them? How does it work, right? How much does it cost? What is it going to do? So by pitching the, rather than saying, this is five pounds, uh, it's too expensive. It's green juice, huh? you know what I mean? So you got to sell the vision of people using your product, your service, because most people don't have imagination. Your job is to sell the vision. Steve Jobs didn't say to us, here's an iPad and here's what you need. Like you sold us a vision. How is it going to change your life? So here's the point. Sell the benefits, not the features, not what it is. But what is it going to do for you first? And then you double back to what it is. And it's the same thing. It takes practice. And you know, I was the guy who would go on stage and sell my program for up to 5,000 every time. And I would crush just in the UK, two, 3,000, 5,000 pounds, right? And then I said, fine, I'm going to give like all my programs, all 51 of them, all almost 5,000 hours. Every coaching I've done, I'll give it for 16 pounds, $20, right? And millionaire flicks. And you'd be surprised that... Lowering the price actually hurt me because people want to buy will buy regardless. And people that say it's too inexpensive will use the fact that, oh, well, it's too expensive. Then when you give it cheap, they'll come up with another excuse. So I've literally put all 51 of my courses and I tell people, listen to it 10 times, you know, and I could track how many people listen and what they do. And I'd say 99% of people don't. I do. Well, they don't follow through and listen to the whole program. Yeah. Well, some of them don't even finish it, but you know, the average person will listen to it once. That's the point. Everybody wants to be successful. Nobody wants to make the sacrifice. Success is about short-term sacrifices for long-term benefits. You know, I practice marketing headline. I practice selling. I practice networking, right? And after a while, you just, the thing about sales is that you can't be worried by the word no. The word no is just one word closer to the word yes and the word yes. It takes one person, one deal, one opportunity. And once somebody says yes, it just kind of rolls on. After that, you get one person and they keep growing, 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 growing. So how do you deal with Rejection, because in the early days, someone would say no to me and it would stop me for a week. I'm better now. But in the early days, it really hurt. And I know that's something that a lot of our listeners go through is they're pitching the idea and the no hurts. I expect it. I mean, that's the thing. Remember, 99 no's and one yes. I, I, it's the same thing. I tell people, if you have 50 good days out of 365, you're going to be a millionaire. Most days are not good days. You take a no. Like yesterday, I dealt with betrayal of uh, someone who works for me coaching and, and find out all kinds of things. And today still dealing with it, but you know, you just have to learn how to forget it, reset, forget, reset, forget, reset. People think entrepreneurism is 365 days of good days. It's not, most days are not, but if you push through and never quit, 
you will always, always win. You never lose that life until you quit. And I came up with no money. I had $974 to my name. I went down to negative 30,000 pounds. My whole life, people said I would never make it. So if you have certain skills and they don't cost any money, hard work, work ethic, commitment, loyalty, persistence, passion, enthusiasm, energy, perseverance, ambition, respect, all these things don't cost money. And if you have all these things, you'll always win. I love that. I 100% agree. So if you were speaking to someone who is in the situation now that you were in, that £30,000 in debt, $50,000 in debt, and wondering which way is up, let alone what to do, what do you say to someone who is there? How do you help them? Well, I mean, listen, you, it's not easy. I, I think there's a lot of dark days in entrepreneurism. A lot of people do. And I think you have to, there's nothing that could prepare you. You know, we talked about this lockdown. You're doing more work than you were before. I'm doing more work. You just have to push through. And the dark days, you just have to remember that there's always light at the tunnel, no matter what. And if it's not, you just get back and you try something else and you try something new. But sometimes people fail three, four times. Like, for example, like I, I did a property deal. It's going to make me $80,000. And it's very small for me. But the point is, the guy brought us the deal and then the deal fell apart and he backed away from it. And I'm like, why are we backing away? Let's try again. You know, and he backed away. He's not a millionaire and I'm the multimillionaire. And I went up there and I, I pushed, I pushed and 56 days of persistence and I got the deal cheaper than I would have gotten it. And hence I'm going to make 80,000. Now 80,000 for me doesn't change my life, but 80,000 for him would have changed his life, but he quit too soon. So it doesn't matter how much money you have. If you don't quit, right, you never lose. So JT, slight change of track. I have looked at your website and you're right, like the celebrity endorsements are unbelievable with Arnie and Al Pacino and Mel Gibson and so many more. How do you go about building credibility as a new business? Because the main two you seem to use on your website are media and celebrity. But if you were brand new, how would you go about building credibility? Well, results. I mean, for results is the number one way, right? I tell people the three, three rule, right? So whether you're a coach, speaker, you have investments or you have a product, give away the first product for free for three, get the testimonials. The next three, give away at your cost, whatever your cost of good or services. Then your next three, which is your ninth, give it away at half price. And on your 10th, you can be full price. You can build an empire off the results of success. Like some people want to charge top dollars for their product, but they haven't proven, they haven't done nothing. They're like, well, they do, well, it doesn't matter. So I think too many people want the success without the result. You build a brand with results. Results don't lie, but people who don't have any do. And then you grow with obviously I have celebrities and media and magazine covers all over the world. But it does. I mean, for 79 days in a row, I went to Instagram. My Instagram handle is JT Fox Official. And I did live coaching every day at 4 p.m. Eastern time, which is about 9 p.m. your time. And I, I randomly coach people like to the point that no, nobody wants to be coached because I, I can detect when everybody's lying or just, you know what I mean? And for like 79, I didn't know the people. I pressed the button. What do you need? What do you want? And I would tell them what their problem was before they opened their mouth. I mean, and so I can coach anybody. I'm really fast at it. I read body language. I read a lot of things. So it's kind of like one of those things that I would start with the results and then the results lead to all, everything else. But right now, there's one way to grow your brand, results. Don't say it, prove it. That's what the market wants. Prove to me that your product, your service, and your investment works. So how do you prove it? Like, what is the proof? What, how do I offer up this proof? The customer happiness. If you take care of your customers, the customers will take care of your bank accounts and your profits. That's simple. Happy customers, 
other happy customer. So you start a product, you start a business, and work for free for you know two or three clients, right? Rather than convincing them, say, I, I will do it for free. Or then if you like me after, you can hire me, but I'll do it for free. Like, and nobody wants to work for free, right? Like this podcast, I'm not getting paid. You're not getting paid when you're online. I'm not getting paid when I'm doing a live on social media. Or I mean, I'm on social media three times a day. Once on my fan page, once on my personal page, and then once on my uh, Instagram. Three times a day. Like nobody does that. And I have a lot of success. It's just it's what it takes. You know, you got to put in time. I think success is a lot like farming. You got to plant. You got to, you know, you got to water your soil. And then you got to reap it. And it's not just, hey, let me go to the market and buy it. And in another case, business is a lot like crab fishing. Throw your pots. There's either crab or no crabs. If there's crabs, you sort them out. If there's a lot, you put the pot back in. If not, you sort. Or there's not enough crabs or no crabs. You got to do all the work, re-put it back, and go find somebody else. That's crab fishing. So it says on your website that you are working on a reality TV show. Is that still in the works, JT? Is that something you're still on? Yeah, I mean, believe it or not, I was supposed to happen in around April. The idea was like, they're going to drop me in the middle of nowhere and I'm just going to kind of do what is it that I do? Like start from scratch, right? If I had to start all all over again, well, I didn't need that because the coronavirus did that. So I actually, (laughs) the coronavirus kind of killed that. And then I actually end up doing it without having you on TV because I had to start all over again because that's how I acted. So it's kind of interesting as well. But I, I, I don't know. I don't really have an interest anymore in being on TV. Like I, I just I realized like I just kind of want to do the deals, do the business and stuff like that. I mean, I travel 324 days a year for like eight, nine years. And being home is actually now like I mean, define being home, like being in the area of home, not being inside the home all the time. I'm thankful for summer because I think it would be very bad if it was winter and it was very cold. But yeah, I mean, things change. I mean, every week it changes. Like last week I thought, okay, we're going to do some events, you know, now with the second, you don't know. You don't know. I think you just take it a day at a time. So what was the biggest challenge you had to overcome as you got going? What was the biggest obstacle to you starting? Well, part of it was my age, or at least that's what I thought because I'm too young, no experience, no money coming from Canada. I didn't understand how the world worked and the business world worked. I was working a lot on the wrong things, right? So if you work on the wrong things, then, you know, you're not going to grow. So, you know, that's why coaching is so important and educating yourself. Tell me what to do. But, you know, a lot of people say, oh, you can go on YouTube and find all the information. Yeah, okay. The only people on YouTube millionaire now are people who actually talk bad about other people and get people. That's how you become a YouTube millionaire now. But it, like it just I didn't know what I was going to do. That's why now I'll be like, do this, do this, do this. And it works. So, you know, I think success is not a, a formula. It's, it's success is more like a science and a formula. It's not an art form. If you do these 11 steps, then it's pretty easy. Right. You miss one of them. Then, you know, your chance of success goes down. So I think success is very much a formula because it doesn't matter. Like people say, I need to love what I do. It's the biggest myth in the world. You don't need to love what you do. You need to love business, because if you do the work of what you love, then you create yourself a, a job. So if you do what you love, it turns into a job. Is that what you're saying? Oh, if you, um, people are saying, I only want to do what I love. That means you're actually doing the work. Like I love gardening. I'm going to start a gardening store, let's say. But that means you're the one who's going to do all the gardening. It doesn't make sense, right? So I don't like, let's say knitting, right? Or I have a fashion company. Like I don't love fashion. There's nothing that excites me about fashion. But I love the business. What am I buying for? What's it worth? What's the margins? What are the the multiple streams of income? What's the upsell, downsell, cross-sell, first sell? Like all these things. So I don't love 
fashion. I love business and fashion is the product, right? So all businesses are pretty much of the same. So how do you fall in love with business? Well, I think you need to, to know that, first of all, I never fall in love with the process. I fall in love with the result of business. I fall in love with the process. You got, so the problem is I said this the other day, there's three things inside you. You have fear, a dark side, and your fire. Most people are filled with fear. I'm not. I have, I'm 100% fearless. And if you fear nothing, they fear you. So I have two things, darkness and a fire. And the darkness is, should I do this? Should I not do this? It's your deep trying to pull you back from doing things. Is it should you? Shouldn't you? Is it all worth it? And the fire is the thing that pushes you. And if your fire burns faster and brighter than your dark side, then what happens is that it, you'll be illuminated. If you let the dark side, the negativity, you know what I mean? Not the fear, the self-doubt. Like fear is different. Fear is just be afraid of everything. Fear of spending money, fear of taking action, fear of going here, right? And the media has done a good job of making us afraid with this coronavirus. I think, I, I don't think people care as much anymore. I'm sure some people do, but it's definitely like it was. You know, now you have record cases as they've had in, in April. So, so we are heading towards herd immunity, except in Australia and then New Zealand. But then they got to make a decision about, okay, are they ever going to reopen? Because clearly this is not going away. And if they do, and it's still going on, do they accept that it is what it is? But then what was the point of shutting down for all this time? All these decisions, that's why the world is so uncertain. You know what I mean? Because you just don't know what's going to happen. Every day it changes. Well, that's, I think, one of the biggest challenges for business is the uncertainty. And that's definitely stopped Katie, myself, my business partner, making as many bold decisions as we would have done before. How do you cope with uncertainty? That's entrepreneurism. If you want certainty, you have a job. And even that's not certain anymore after everything, right? So that's kind of like the point is there is no uncertainty. Entrepreneurism is the unknown. Every day is different. And if you're doing everything that's different, same thing every day, then you're not doing a good job. Every day, you don't know who you're going to meet, what's going to happen, how things are going to be. As long as you keep saying yes, three doors open, 10 doors open, 100 doors open. Yes, definitely. So look, I'd love you to get specific just for a moment. If someone was starting a clothing brand and wanted a celebrity endorsement, what do they actually do? How do they go about it? I don't know anyone. I live in some random town. You have to pay. You have to pay, yeah. Celebrities don't do things for free. Just like I don't coach for free. That's the thing. It's like, I feel like, oh my God, people pay. Yeah, so what? I mean, like look at the Super Bowl or just how many they pay for celebrities. People have to pay. Nobody does anything for free. And now I would argue they're going to want to pay more. Not more money, but they're more likely because they've been out of work, right? So if you think about it, a lot of celebrities have been very quiet during this coronavirus, very quiet. So you have to pay. It's just the name of the game, you know what I mean? And then through that, you start with one and then you're able to get another one because they know you're this one. Like I met Paul McCartney, you know? So now I can pretty much message anybody and say, hey, I had Paul McCartney. I met Paul McCartney. Can I meet you? I met Paul McCartney, right? So, um, which I've been trying to meet Mick Jagger, which I would have on the tour, but that messed up again. Every time I meet Mick Jagger, <laughs> something happened. First time was a surgery. Now it's this, the coronavirus. But it's very interesting. Will Mick Jagger, Elton John, probably more Elton John likely because he's early in his 70s. But oh, Paul McCartney, I mean, they're wrong stones are really old, right? Paul McCartney's 77s. So is that like the end for them? You know what I mean? That's the crazy part. And how many of our favorite restaurants or places we like to go won't reopen? It's another thing too. A lot of businesses are going to go out. And also, too, maybe right now the opportunity for your people is maybe not necessarily start from scratch. It's to overtake an existing business where it'd be like, I don't want it. 
You know what I mean? And so like I'm taking over businesses for as low as a pound or dollar. Like people say, oh, it can't be done. It doesn't mean there's no cost. It's generating revenue. Maybe it break even. Maybe they got debt. You know what I mean? That you can negotiate down. So maybe people take a look at it over taking something existing. People are open to everything right now. So how do you go about finding those opportunities? Because that's always one of those questions is I'm hustling, I'm doing things, but where's the opportunities? How do you find them? You basically say, is there anybody who needs funding for a business or wants to sell their business and watch the floodgates open? Just that one term. (laughs) So rather than posting on your social media about cars and planes or your vision board or sharing cats or complaining about Boris Johnson or the queen or whatever, start posting about business. You know I mean? Social media is a, is a brand. People are like, well, that's my personal page. Your personal page is your business page. You know, Richard Branson doesn't post things that a lot of people post, you know, so you're a brand and you gotta, you gotta act like that. That's the first level of branding is your social media. When people look at your social media, well, they say, oh, I'd like to do business with this person and be like, oh my God. And people are like, well, it's for my friends and family. You have 12 friends and family, not 2,000. Yes, that's where your brand is built. That's still where my brand is most of the time. Where are you going next? Because you've made a massive change stepping down from the wealth coaching. And like, what's next for JT? You're, you're going back to doing the deals, but like... But I, I was already doing deals. I just, I, I was the guy that, here's the money. And people brought me deals and did the deals. Now I'm going to be more involved in deals, companies, real estate. I have a private equity. So unlike other gurus teach what they used to do, and but I was teaching what I did every day. Now I'm actually just going to do it every day. That's the difference, right? And listen, I don't think anybody's going to come in and take my title anytime soon. I don't think anybody can coach like me. I'm sure it'll be vacated there. Also, too, everyone became number one. Did you ever notice that? Like everybody's number one at this. Like people I've never heard of the number one global branding Because when you Google me, number one global branding, I appear like it's just it's like taking a like a like you're in a mud bath, like a filth of sleuth. And that's how it feels right now. This industry, it doesn't feel good. It does amuse me that you go into the town and the small diner says they're the world famous ex diner. And I'm there thinking world famous. I've never heard of you. And every town has its number one this, its biggest that. But it seems to be well, a title that throw gets thrown right, around. People, right. Well, people have never heard of me, right? And might say, well, I didn't heard of you. I mean, but I'm still in 50, I still did this in 54 countries. I still have over 26,000 clients. I still have clients in over 100. I'm still one of the highest paid coaches in the world. You know, me and Tony Robbins, and Tony Robbins is like a life strategist, I'm a life coach, whatever, and I'm, I'm the business guy. And there's nobody who can outthink me in terms of coming up with ideas and marketing and branding and coaching. But also, too, it's like, uh, I don't know, like after you've done it as much as you've done it as I have in the last eight days, like I came up with JTFoxLastDance.com, Fox and 2X. And I'm like, for my last 100 people, if you want me to coach you, but not only me or my coaches that coach me, George Ross, and I still have a lot of coaches, or my CEO. And Michael Jordan documentary inspired me tremendously. You know, I just don't think I have anything to prove anymore. And I'm now I'm competing with a new generation of not real people like people. Oh, I make millions in drop shipping. No, it doesn't work like that. You know what I mean? Or look, I make millions on Amazon. You're lying. You know what I mean? And and maybe you do it, but you're making much more money like selling a course on to make money on Amazon than actually doing it on Amazon. So I don't fault it. And as you can see, I'm not mentioning any names. And if I did, like, I could, if I did videos actually breaking down what everybody says, because none of those people that are doing it, but they have no business. They're just going to service. Like, from an insider perspective, 
but I don't believe in knocking anybody's business down to elevate yours. I think that's winners focus on winners, losers focus on winners. So I don't want to do that. You know what I mean? You know, and I, unfortunately, you say, well, you may be doing a public service, so people find out themselves. So, so if there was I mean? a parting gift you'd want to give to the world to say, here's the thing I want you to take away from my wealth coaching work. What do you want to give people? What do you want to leave them with? I've already done it, and it's not like I'm disappearing and I'm still going to work with clients and stuff like that. I just, it's, it's interesting because I think people just don't quit. I mean, it's just success is actually easier than you think, but most people quit too soon. It's not easy. There's no formula. There's no program. Like I, I developed a new real estate program, and this has never been done, by the way, that I actually would, all the deals I'm doing right now, either buying businesses or real estate are being recorded and very inexpensively, not high production. Right. And then all the work from start to finish, all the problems, the good, the bad is being recorded till the end. Right. And that to me, so people can hear me on the phone negotiating, they can hear me doing deals. They can hear me when things fall apart. That's real. Not some Photoshop of a house that, you know, Look, we made 60000 in profit, but if I really look at the HUD statements with the settlement statement, well, they didn't do that after they pay the rehab costs and everything. So everyone just misrepresents. So I think I'm just going to be more like follow me around, watch what I do. Wise man learns from his mistakes while the genius learns from other people's mistakes. So is there anything that the audience or myself can do to help you with your next steps and what you're doing? Yeah, I mean, if they go to millionairflix.com, they could get every one of my programs for $20 almost 5,000 hours. So that's a really no brainer. You know, these are programs I sold for many times up to 5,000 and there's 51 of them. So whether it's fear, sell, marketing, branding, procrastination, overcoming fear, how to be 100% confident 100% of the time, how to be focused, how I made millions in real estate or how to grow any business or just pretty much everything, right? Because everything I've done is there. Uh, how to read body language, I'm very good at. It's all there for $20, 16 pounds, uh, millionairebooks.com. But other than that, I mean, then add me on social media, and Instagram, JT Fox official, and hopefully tell me what you think of this interview and connect and I look at every message. So Awesome. JT, thank you so much for your energy, your time and your effort. It's been a pleasure having you on the show. Thank you, Alan. Great interview. Well, it was a fascinating conversation with JT. Now, whilst I don't agree with everything JT says, one of the most interesting parts of life and what makes the, mo the most interesting place is we all have different perspectives, different ways of doing things, and no one is right or wrong. It's just different ways of doing things. One of the things I've really impressed with JT and what he does incredibly well is the power of the celebrity endorsement. I mean, if you have a look at his webpage, he's got Sly Stallone and Al Pacino, and he's got all these celebrities there. He has this as seen on with the media pieces, and he does do an incredible job at building credibility by using other people's brands. And actually, there was a message in the Rebel Business School support group today about how do you build credibility online? And they are two of the most amazing tools. Number one, as seen on. You'll even notice this on our website. We put as seen on the BBC, as seen on this. If you can get yourself in the news, then you can put that on your website. The second one, which is as used by, or we've also worked with, which is fascinating. So JT's way of doing that is with the celebrity endorsements as used by, as he's got all these people, pictures with him so that people can see it. 
my version of that when I used to run my training business was I used to run presentation presence courses for Microsoft. So I would say to people, oh yeah, I ran that course for Microsoft. And what's the general assumption? If it's good enough for Microsoft, it's good enough for me. And that's a second way of building credibility. And the third, which I think is incredibly powerful, is videos and testimonials. So people saying that you've done a good job, people seeing what you're actually doing. So I think there's some incredible things to learn from what JT does there. Second thought I had for you is JT talks about having zero fear. I think that's never really been true for me. I'm 43. I still get scared. I still feel nervous. I still have fear. However, I feel it and I act in spite of it. I still get nervous. I still get weird. And then I just do it anyway. And the fascinating part here, I've had many fears, but most of them have never come true. And I just have to get on with it. So I think this zero fear thing is a state I've never reached. I'm not sure I ever will. However, the thing here is don't ever let that paralyze or stop you. We still need to take action because if you're feeling nervous, then you're probably on the right track. Third thing I really wanted to talk about was avoid get rich quick schemes. They don't exist. It's a way of getting you to part with your money. And I see so many of them online. Start a FBA Amazon business and within two weeks, you'll have a hundred grand a week and da da da. And I get so many adverts about make money through cryptocurrency and do this and do that and just avoid get rich quick schemes. I just don't think they exist. <sighs> Take your time, work on your business, add value to other people. That's the way to become truly wealthy over time. Another comment that JT said, actually, what he said was part of the value of your product is determined by the price. And that doesn't sound like a nice statement. However, a big part of it is true. Have you ever had the experience where someone's offered you something, but it's been not very much money and you think to yourself, like, why is it so cheap? What's wrong with it? I don't understand. And Katie and I have had this in the past. Katie and I have had this recently. Like we order something, we're like, why is it so cheap? It can't be that good. And then it comes and it's great and we get over it. But we have that fear. And imagine if you went to a supermarket and you're browsing for a bottle of wine. How do people judge wine? They look at the bottle labels. They look at the price. They go, I don't want the five pound one. I'll have the seven pound one. I'll treat myself tonight. I don't want the seven dollar one. I want the ten dollar one. And actually, part of that value of that product is determined by the price. And I think a lot of you could actually get more customers by charging more controversially. So I'd love to know what you think. It's been a fascinating episode with different insights, different ideas, and I wanted to share something a little bit different with you. So please do let me know. Message me through my website, alandonagan.com. Find us on social media. Send us a message. I'd love to know what you think of the website. And please do remember, you have a royal invite. So you are cordially invited to the Rebels Royal Reception on Thursday, the 25th of November. It's in the evening UK time. It'll be broadcast live on Facebook to a global audience with the Queen's Award Ceremony with Miss Roxanne Zand, the Representative Deputy Lieutenant for Camden, and I'll be there. And afterwards, I'm going to do a short presentation of like 20 minutes for you 
on what I've learned from traveling the world and helping entrepreneurs. It's going to be really fun. Do make sure you join us. Check us out on Facebook, The Rebel Business School, and come and hang out for the Royal Reception. Thank you for listening to the Queen's award-winning Rebel Business School. God, don't we sound fancy. And on that note, please go out there, build your business, make money, and have fun. You can have any life you want to. Choose to build something cool. Choose to take action. Choose to work to make your dreams become reality. Stand out. Be different. Be yourself. Be a rebel entrepreneur.